Welcome to Alumni Conversations. My name is Daniel Ostendorf, and I'm a member of our alumni relations team. Uh, as, that, as part of that team, I have the privilege of working with uh, our over 25,000 alumni around the world. I tell you, we have some incredible alumni who are doing amazing things in their families, in their communities, in their churches, and in their workplaces. And so this is just one way for us to tell you uh, about them and introduce you to them. Um, and so I'm excited to get to introduce you to two of our amazing alumni today. But before I do that, I want to introduce you to my co-host for today. Dr. Rachel, Rachel Olshine-Fraser is the Director of Career Services here at Laterno University and is joining me for our conversation. Rachel, thanks for being here. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You know, every opportunity I get to work with students or alumni to help further their career development really helps, like, make me feel like I'm doing my job and serving my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot in career services, whether it's resume workshops, um, different seminars, uh, job application feedback, coaching and coordinating with employers. Um, many of those employers are connected through our Laterno alumni. So it makes a great connection between alumni and career services. Um, and I'm really happy to be here. I really get to enjoy working with students and alumni knowing that they're out there fulfilling the mission of Laterno. Um, and thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You bet. I, I love getting to do things with um, new people and with colleagues on campus. And so this is a fun chance for United Connect. So Absolutely. really excited you're here. Yeah. Well, today we're joined by two alumni uh, who graduated in 2008. Now, the reason that's important is it was in the midst of the last economic recession and one of the worst tornado seasons in the United States in the United States history. Some 2,200 tornadoes were uh, reported that year. So Michael Gaines Jr. graduated with a marketing degree. One of his claims to fame is that while at Letourneau, he won first place in the 2007 Hootenanny with a hilarious take on how to deal with Letourneau stalkers. Well, while here, Michael served as an RA and the student body president. And one of his high points of his time here was that in his senior year, he got to see Letourneau students rally around and support students at Union University following the devastating impact of the tornadoes on their campus. Well, after he left Letourneau, Michael went on to complete an MBA at Amberton University. Today, Michael works at NOV, a global manufacturer of equipment for the energy sector headquartered in Houston. While he previously served as the director of communications there, he now gets to see, oversee an internal and external podcast and hosts two LinkedIn live shows every Wednesday, interviewing everyone from shop foremen to supervisors to the CEO and the CFO of the company. Well, that podcast and those live streams connect employees and the public to the work at NOV for more than 36,000 employees around the world in 64 different countries. So we are so excited to have you join us today, Michael. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Daniel and Rachel. Really glad and excited to be here. I told you pre-show and I'll say it again. This has been a dream to be able to be here and uh, and share with the Letourneau uh, community and, and fellow alum and, and and maybe even some of those students that are that are watching. So thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah. We're so glad to have you. Our second guest today is Dr. Josh Wymore, a mathematics graduate. While at Letourneau, he hosted Hootenanny, including the year that Michael and Lydia took first place. He performed in stage right productions of Arsenic and Old Lace and 12 Angry Men. He served as the assistant softball coach and led as a peer advisor for three years. After his time at Letourneau, he went on to complete two graduate degrees in higher education, a master's from Taylor University and a PhD from Penn State. Today, he is a speaker, leadership coach, and he helps others, leaders, organizations, and help live with purpose and clarity. Welcome, Josh. We're so glad to have you with us here today. Thanks, Rachel and Daniel and Michael. Great to uh, be back on stage with you kind of after <laughs> 12 years. Yeah. A little more serious context today. But <laughs> 
Well, really excited to have you guys here. Before we dive into our conversation, I do want to let um, those viewing uh, know something real quick. Um, I want to invite you to, to comment on this conversation, to share it, to respond, to like it. And at the end of our time, we're going to do a drawing for three free tickets to the Global Leadership Summit. That Global, Global Leadership Summit is a two-day world-class conference happening next week. These tickets cost $189, and we're excited to be able to give them to you for free um, and make it available to you as a way to join in um, for you to improve um, how you lead and how you impact your community and your workplace. Well, in order to be um, eligible for those free tickets, make sure to comment, to like, or to share this during the broadcast, and uh, at the end, we'll draw those names. So with that, let's jump in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, today is a day of conversation, right? We want to have good discussion, how to help our students, how to help our alumni. In the world that we live in today, one of the hardest seasons in life is career searching, right? Is job searching, submitting applications, reworking your resume, reworking your cover letter, wondering if you're going to get an interview. It's a lot of mental effort, right? Like it, it it's time consuming and it's emotionally at times exhausting. Um, we want to have this good conversation today, kind of at the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. And so Josh and Michael, can you give us some advice for graduates for that period of like when they're job searching? What advice would y'all have? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. So uh, yeah, it, it uh, you know, and I'm thinking back to when I graduated and I think uh, it, it was mentioned at the top of the program. Uh, yeah, it definitely was was maybe not the exact, certainly not the exact situation. We didn't have uh, pandemics or things like that, but we certainly had a, a period where it was really challenging. Uh, unemployment uh, right, right, right around the nine nine percent nine percent space. So um, yeah, I, I think really uh, kind of recollecting on that period of time, it, it was challenging in that. You know, I was saying, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm in the in the space looking for for work and and uh, and was able to to find some. But I think one of the the things that comes to mind immediately is initially the uh, the opportunities that came weren't exactly in the the space that that I you know had studied. So uh, as as may have been mentioned, I was uh, a, a undergrad in marketing, and so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I can find some some marketing opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and while those did ultimately come, and I think that's maybe a part that we can talk about later, um, what happened immediately was there were some jobs that I found that uh, allowed me to to gain some skills that uh, I certainly learned um, and and kept those kind of the transferable skills, but they may not have necessarily been you know kind of that immediate. Kind of core uh, uh, space that I, I graduated in. So for me, I think it, the thought was, you know, and still is, uh, to continue to find opportunities that you can add value, even if it's not necessarily within the the immediate scope of maybe what you thought you'd you'd be or, or immediately. Because I think ultimately um, those transitions can and 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 do come. Uh, certainly with conversations and and networking and things of the net of that of, in that space. But uh, but yeah, I think really continuing to know that you you have a, a core set of skills and, and even skills that will be developed and uh, utilizing those might look different uh, in the in the near term, but ultimately can can translate into, you know, what you're you're focused on uh, in the longer term. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, from a leadership perspective, I'm coaching leaders all the time uh, about 
challenges they're facing in management or leadership. And one of the consistent themes that comes up is this ability uh, to just lead yourself well, to have grit, to have perseverance, to have a growth mindset. And what that means, if you're not familiar with the, the research around that, is just this idea of, you know, do you get better with every setback that you face? Do you learn from that? Do you have this idea that your success is determined not by who you are, not by your natural talent, but it's, it's based on your effort. Right. Uh, and it's based on that learning process. And so whether you have a fix or a growth mindset makes a tremendous difference in a job search because job searches are grueling, like Rachel, Rachel mentioned. And, you know, to Michael's story, you know, not exactly a straight line process. And so if you're able to approach it thinking, OK, I, I know I'm going to fail at different points in time. I know I'm going to have setbacks. How can I get better every single rejection? How can I get better with every single cover letter? Um, and how can I just keep showing up and doing the hard work every day so that I'm going to see the result I want? Because like most things in life, a job search, you got to work smart and you got to work hard and you got to be disciplined for a long period of time. So if you want to see those results, I think a ton of it comes down to self-leadership. And I think it's actually a really good opportunity to grow as a leader through that adversity. Yeah. I think that growth mindset is so crucial, even in like just staying positive right through this job search and this process, especially in the world that we live in today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I might even go ahead, Michael. I, well, I just wanted to add maybe just to, to that comment, Rachel, just briefly. So you're talking about staying, staying positive. And I, I think one of the, the things that can help with that is maybe recognizing or taking advantage of opportunities to help others, maybe that are even if they're in the same situation. So having the opportunity to kind of give back to others around you, mm -hmm. uh, volunteering, uh, I would, you know, volunteering in your local church or, or a, a local uh, maybe nonprofit, I think is really, really helpful. And, and, and it's always interesting to see kind of how that how that works. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, I, mean, I love that. I think I do that. No, I think that's really important. Sometimes we have to like, step outside of ourselves, you know, sure. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, both talking about the idea of things didn't quite go the way you hoped early on, but man, you got this course, this course of skills that you really, um, that you bring to the table, regardless of the workplace. And then this idea of grit and persevering. I mean, those are such helpful ways to sort of think about the beginning of, of the career search. So, you know, we've all heard it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and, or we've, we're now in this era in which, man, you might not actually get to look a, a potential employer in the face. It's going to be a video call or it's going to be a digital application among thousands of applications. Um, so do you guys have any advice for how do you come across winsomely? How do you communicate in a, in a highly digital age um, as a job seeker? Josh. That's a... <laughs> Thanks, Michael. That's a great question. Uh, you know, I think there's some principles just from networking and in general that are really helpful. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got from uh, someone that was a VP of a global bank. And he said, when you're networking, be interesting and be interested. And mm -hmm. so be interested in who this person is, what they have to offer, what their jobs like, what they do. Just really be curious about who they are and be interesting as well. Have something of value to offer to the conversation. And especially in a digital world where social media drives so much of what we do. If, if you're going online to try and network and you're just saying, hey, give me a job. Hey, give me an opportunity. You know, you're just making asks all the time. You're not going to be very successful. But if you can find ways to connect with your people, to be interested in who they are, to really get to know them, and then be interesting and have a way to add value to that network, that it can be tremendously beneficial in growing those, those relationships. Um, the second piece of advice I'd give, a little more uh, maybe pragmatic than abstract is, it, use your network to to hunt for jobs and use the people that you wouldn't even think would maybe 
open the door for you. And a, a good example uh, for me is in my last transition, you know, I've been in higher ed for the last 10 years and on student development side and in administration and decided that I was gonna go full-time with this consulting business I had started. And so I started calling the people in my network that I was close to, that I valued their feedback, I valued their connections and told them, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm launching on this new venture. And I always asked two questions. One was, what advice do you have for me? And the second was, who do you think I should be talking to? And I asked those questions for a couple of reasons. One is because when I asked for advice, I got some good advice from a lot of people and people always love giving advice so it makes them feel important. And then I asked the question about networking because they often, even if they weren't the person that knew, uh, could, could open the door for me to get a job, they knew someone that was one step closer than that. And so um, one of the, the long-term contracts I have now came from a person that I would never would have thought would have had connection to leadership coaching, but had a good friend that worked for an organization that did that. And because I said, who should I be talking to? He connected me to this person and that opened up a door for me. So um, yeah, those, those two principles, being interesting and interested and then leverage that network, ask those questions of, you know, what advice do you have and who should I be talking to? That can be a great way to use those connections to open up doors that you didn't know were there. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Michael, what would you, what advice would you have? Yeah, no, it's it's not too far from uh, from what uh, Dr. Wymore just just mentioned. So, I mean, the idea of leveraging a network. Uh, actually, I'm here today at, at NOV, as, as was described in in the intro. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, here in Houston, because and and truly directly because uh, an, uh, another uh, Laterno alum. Uh, actually saw my resume in uh, the HR portal as they were going through. I had, you know, talked about, you know, I was in marketing, so I was certainly applying to all kinds of different marketing uh, positions and organizations in, in the Houston area uh, when I moved down and, and of course, didn't know anybody here, was new to the city, didn't really have any network locally. Uh, but, uh, but I got a call and, and, and on the other end was a, another student that actually graduated uh, uh, just actually, I think a year uh, after I did and said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, which immediately I said, no, I, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. Should I say, well, we went to school together at Laterno. Anyway, I just so happened to be going through our, our database and I saw your name and I remembered who you were. And, and so, you know, they kind of had the, 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 the common bond of, of Laterno certainly. Um, but, but it was, uh, really being able to to leverage that that network in, in essence, right? In, in this case, it wasn't that uh, wasn't of my own doing, but on the other side, it was someone who knew, you know, of of uh, you know of me, and in this case, knowing that really, I think Laterno and the type of uh, students and community and culture that we uh, we both shared, and so as a result, you know, was able to to come to, to NOV, and so I would say. You know, to, to Josh's point, certainly if you're on the job seeking side, certainly be open to leveraging that network. I would say kind of on the other side, if you are already in, in a space, um, I would encourage you to, to kind of make yourself available, uh, whether that's, you know, alum that are, are trying to connect or, or even in this case, in our conversation today with, with Rachel and, and, and others to, to say, hey, I'm, you know, in this space and I'm willing to, to be maybe a point of reference to, you know, we're not not saying that it's just you know uh, straight through. Like Josh said, it's not necessarily always making the ask of hey, give me a job, give me a job. But hey, I'm looking, I'm interested in the space. What do you, what are you looking for? Do you know what's what's needed to to really excel um, in this area? So I would say, yeah, certainly uh, echo what what Josh said. And and then on the other side, 
if you um, are already in the industry or, or in in a, 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 a position where you can be a resource uh, to to maybe think about uh, uh, leveraging that that opportunity because uh, that was that was always one of the things that as a student I always wondered. I said, okay, well, do I need to be going to uh, a college or university that has you know this this 800 year deep long you know lineage in order to have a rich network and what I've heard experience is no like Laterno has a very rich uh, not only history but uh, but community uh, and and I think that's something to certainly be proud of and and again to be able to to take advantage of in a, in a good way awesome Thanks, guys. I think great advice, both sort of networking, but also thinking about how can you use the position God's given you um, to keep an eye out, to make yourself available. And I love that idea, too, about, you know, not only be interesting, but contribute something. You have something to contribute. And I know you probably, you know, students who just graduated, they took in a lot. Man, you have a lot to offer, too. So thanks for that. Something um, I was kind of wondering was with everything so virtual, so digital, what are some ways that that students and alumni can maybe take that extra step to kind of stand out, whether that's, um, you know, on their on their resume or on their LinkedIn? What would be some suggestions y'all might have for that? Josh, do you mind if I go? I can maybe jump in. You're the marketer, man. (laughs) No pressure. So, uh, yeah, so uh, one of the things that I always appreciate um, and and kind of being in the space, yeah, as Josh alluded to, I I am in in, in marketing even today. And so I I am kind of in the social space. Um, I always appreciate people that uh, are themselves uh, and, and allow their passions to to be shared in a in a in a positive way and so what i mean by that is um if you are someone who uh, has a background in engineering um i i think it's okay uh from time to time on you know maybe a linkedin profile to to show a piece of of uh, maybe a a kit that you built or you know to really allow your your passion to to shine through because to me what that shows is you know and i'm using engineering as an example that engineering isn't necessarily just something that you're you're looking to to uh, maybe work at or, or be at you know just just from you know nine to five but that's that's really a, a true passion right. and what what ultimately that translates into at least uh, you know potentially from an employer side is someone who you know will come to work not necessarily because you know they're obligated contractually but because they're looking for an opportunity to really leverage their passion you know, you know at in, in, a, in an environment and it just so happens, that they're getting paid for it, if, if that makes sense. So yeah. um, I think it's always helpful. And then really, uh, I, I would say you, you can't uh, really underestimate the, the power of, of considering making things like LinkedIn publisher posts or, or articles or blogs. Yeah. Uh, those are always really great um, from a very tactical standpoint, from a, uh, an SEO uh, standpoint, so a search engine optimization. So if you're able to, to maybe talk to or demonstrate competency or knowledge on a particular subject, um, you know, LinkedIn or other professional networking platforms are a great place to demonstrate some of that knowledge um, and, and competency, um, as well as engage yeah. those that are, that are in that space. Because ultimately, you know, people want to have a, 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 want to learn something. Mm-hmm. So if you can help teach them something that they might not otherwise, and I would stress mm-hmm. in a way that is approachable to anyone, even if they're not a subject matter expert, mm-hmm. um, I think you'll you'll find that that really generates some, some really positive 
uh, conversation and, and I think helps build kind of a, a personal brand of sorts. Yeah, and to, to echo what, what Michael's saying, this idea of teaching people things and being able to explain in a way that it makes sense. Um, you know, I think if you can't explain something in one sentence, you probably don't understand it. And so, you know, as you're trying to market yourself to people and say, you know, you should hire me to do X, Y, and Z job. If you're just speaking in terms of the job positions you had or the projects you delivered and you don't understand fundamentally, like what problems you're solving for organization, why you're making a leader's job easier, why you're a great team member. Fundamentally, what is it that you do? You know, if you're an engineer, for instance, and you're looking to pivot careers, um, you know, maybe it's not that you've got a background in CAD design, but that you can think through problems abstractly and make them concrete. Mm. Um, and so you can find lots of ways to use those skills in new industries or even in the same industry. And so getting to that spot where, again, you fundamentally understand what's the problem I'm solving for people and how can I articulate this in a way that is going to resonate with them, with their mm. problems, that's right. going to make you a lot more uh, distinctive in the marketplace. Yeah. Thank y'all. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that feedback. And I, and, you know, I think oftentimes we leave SEO and, and sort of search engine stuff to, well, that's that, or I don't really have anything to contribute, but I think Josh, back to what you said, if you can isolate a problem and you can address it succinctly and clearly and compellingly, um, that's a powerful thing to do. So take this opportunity through LinkedIn, figure out your problem and just start trying to find your voice in, in what you're addressing and how do you say that as compellingly as possible um, and go find people who, who are addressing the same issue that you think do so in a winsome way. Um, so, well, we've got about five minutes left together. So what else, you know, as you guys think back over your careers, maybe early on or, or things you look back now, what are some things you would want to share that you found really valuable? Maybe you heard from somebody else or maybe you just discovered the truth of them in, in your own journey. You know, one question I get asked a lot is, um, you know, what's my purpose in life? Um, what kind of career should I pursue? Should I pivot careers? Um, I, I've got, you know, 10 years in this industry. Should I change? And so, um, you know, that's a question that hopefully that we're all asking. Um, and hopefully we're not too stressed out about just getting it perfect right off the bat, because especially when you're right out of, uh, right out of college, um, you know, to Michael's point, you may need to take a job in a place, get your foot in the door and kind of, you know, hone your, your job over time to be what really fits with you. But um, there's a, a Japanese word called ikigai that means your reason for being or your purpose. And it asks four questions of you in this framework. And it's, uh, what are your strengths? What, what are you good at? Uh, your passions, what are the things that you love? Uh, where does shalom fit in? How you're making the world a better place? And then the economic piece, how can you earn a living? And if you can find things that intersect with three or all four of those circles, that's going to give you a really clear idea of, of maybe where your greatest contributions to the world lies, where your greatest passions lie. You can actually do a job that you really enjoy doing all, all along the way. So ask yourself those four questions, whether you're brand new out of college, whether you're considering a career change, it's a really helpful place to start. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's really good. I, I would I think my, my experience has, has certainly been been similar. And I, I think uh, even uh, maybe more pointedly for for me, it was again, kind of coming out and, and um, being okay and with the fact that you know I, I wasn't immediately where I, I kind of envisioned I, I wanted to be, um, but that was okay. God used me anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And I was able to to uh, like I said volunteer and, and do other things. But I, I think it's okay to to say okay, you know what? I'm I'm here today. Maybe very practically, uh, you know, I might be doing a task. I mean, for me, 
there was a point in time where the only work I could find um, after college was uh, working at a uh, kind of a, a home improvement uh, flooring store and tack- stacking floor tiles, um, mm. and just for the for the showroom. That was that was all that that was available. Um, and I, there there certainly was a a period of, of struggle, but uh, you know my my wife certainly encouraged me quite a bit in saying you know it it doesn't matter what type of of work you're doing as long as you're doing it. Uh, in a way that's that's honoring to God. That's that's ultimately what our, our drive needs to be, and, and that that was what what I continued to to strive towards, um, even in those those challenging kind of early early days. Uh, and so, kind of looking at that uh, in retrospect, uh, a lot of those challenges uh, ended up being some of the the most um, forming periods in career growth because I, I really understood uh, what it took to, to, to do that kind of work, but also, um, you know, the, the relational aspect that was able to, to carry on. So mm-hmm. I think that's okay. It, and it's not looking at yourself as a, a failure or, you know, I, I didn't really measure up, but if anything, it's, you know, what, what can I contribute to, to this, this particular situation and space that I'm in now? And what, what are some of the things that, that I, I, sh- I could learn out of it? And so I think looking at it that way helped, helped me personally, um, and, and I think that was kind of some of the, the groundwork for, for things later on. I would say that, and, and then my other one is, is just really be okay um, as you, you look at maybe conventional ways of either solving problems or uh, 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 looking at ways to, to approach a, a challenge. And uh, many times we have maybe ways that are unconventional or, or maybe others aren't doing it and don't, don't kind of have self-doubt just because others mm-hmm. aren't doing it, that, that's mm-hmm. okay. Be yeah. willing to maybe jump in and say, hey, I've got this really crazy idea of how you might be able to change the way you do your business or communicate to, you know, your, your teams or whatever, you know, here's here's a thought. And uh, and that's always, again, refreshing, which of course goes back to, to really just leveraging your passions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that. You know, Michael, sometime I wanna have you back on the show to talk about the podcast you do. And the live stream, because I think that is one of those crazy out of the box ideas that you probably had to pitch and people are like, well, why would we spend the time and the money? And now it's impacting the culture across the company. Yeah, no, I look forward to that. And I will I will say uh, uh, one of the things that I've actually leveraged at, at my office um, and actually with my team has actually been some of the material that Josh has produced with uh, some of uh, his material with uh, I think you call it spark right is that is that right that's right josh tell us a little more about spark and if you will tell us a little about kind of your perspective on on professional development maybe talking about global leadership summit next week but just in general as well yeah so so sparks going back to my point earlier about if you can't articulate it simply you don't understand it started off as a challenge for me of how can i take one really simple leadership idea and make it applicable and so Mm -hmm. i do a three minute video podcasts every couple of weeks to just communicate one little idea to help you get better. Um, and hopefully it's something small enough you can actually put it into practice. Um, I think that is really uh, kind of an underpinning of my leadership development philosophy in general is making those uh, just steady improvements, those small habit changes. If you read Atomic Habits by James Clear, things like that, um, those things just stack up and make a tremendous difference over time. And so, you know, conferences like the Global Leadership Summit next week, which is phenomenal. It's a world-class event. If you could can go, you should go. They're tremendous. But my question is always to everyone, what did you take away and what are you actually doing differently today as a result of what you heard yesterday? 
I'd much rather you take one idea. Like if you only listen to one session, take one idea and, and use it every day of your life and get a hundred great ideas beyond this intellectual high. And then two weeks later, you kind of forget what you learned. And so a lot of my practice is just helping people take the things they already know they need to do and just put them into practice in their lives uh, and, and in their workspaces. Awesome. Well, that's a really great way to end this, actually. What is one thing that those watching and viewing can take away from this? Um, implement. There's been a lot of ideas, and it might be a little overwhelming to be like, I don't think I'm ready to go publish on LinkedIn and share my ideas. Well, then find something small that you can do from what we shared. Uh, maybe it's Josh's encouragement to go find somebody and say, what's some advice you have for me? Um, and just have a teachable spirit in that way. Um, so some great advice for us today, guys. Well, Michael and Josh, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for what you've shared. Thanks for being open about both that life didn't look like what you thought it would when you graduated. And also, man, you've pivoted from higher ed into leadership coaching um, and you found something you loved. Um, and so, of course, our, our passion and our desire for our students is that they'll trust God through all those seasons and see him do some amazing things. So, well, we wish the best to both of you in your workplaces and with your families. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Um, Rachel, and I have a few announcements to make, but we sure appreciate your guys' time today. Right, Thank you. Thank you. Well, Rachel, I know that as career services, you guys have a couple of resources that are available not only to our students, but to our alumni as well. Absolutely. So you'd be willing to take a little bit of time and just share with us a little bit about something called Handshake yeah. and then the career fair coming up um, this um, fall as well. Yes. This is the one thing, right? Josh just talked about the one thing you can do. This is the one thing you can easily do is just activate a Handshake account. Um, I, there it is, Daniel can post the link. Um, but Handshake is our career services platform. Uh, we are posting internships, different jobs, different resources daily. Um, big Fortune 500 companies down to just your local business. Um, you can search per industry or location. Um, you can also make your profile available to recruiters so they can find you as well. Um, I would encourage every student, every alumni to sign on to activate their account. Current students, you can do that by using your SSO, your single sign-in with your LETU email and password. Alumni, you will have to create an account, um, but it's super simple. You can post your resume, post uh, different credentials or certificates you have and really make it a standout profile. Um, you'll just need to go to www.letu.joinhandshake.com. I can post that link um, in the comments. Uh, and this is a great way to get connected um, to see what's out there. Uh, the next thing that we will do is our fall career fair Normally, we host a very big, great one-day career fair where you get to talk to people in, in real life. <laughs> uh, this year, however, with COVID, we are going virtual, uh, and we are doing three different fairs that are separated by kind of major or industry. So our first one is September 29th. It's the aviation fair. The second one is September 30th, which is education, arts and sciences, health sciences and theology. And then October 1st is the engineering technology and business fair. And so we would love for alumni to join us as well um, and, and get opportunity to, to see what else is out there if you're job searching or looking to, to pivot to something new. So we also have different like resume resources, different, um, you know, things to help you just career development wise on Handshake. And so those are for alumni use as well.
That's fantastic. Rachel, thanks for what you do. I know Handshake's a new resource that you've brought in during your time here. Um, so thanks for your work there in connecting thanks. our students and our alumni. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm going to share one comment while you're still on the call with me. Sure. Um, so Tim Hutchins, a graduate, said this. As an interviewer in our hiring process, one of the things I really like to see in a candidate is when they show an interest in taking work off uh, their potential manager's plate. How can I help you and your company succeed as opposed to will you give me a job I will like? That's the attitude I'm looking for. The employer does not exist to serve the potential employee. However, it's an employer's best interest to take care of their employee. I don't know. I just thought that was great advice. Um, I, I We've been reading a book here on my team, and it is, how do you help your boss succeed? How do you help yeah. your team succeed rather than your own success? Yeah. Um, so we've heard a lot from others. What's one piece of advice? If you were to wrap up your time with us today, what's one piece of advice you'd have for our students? I would say... Do what you love, do what you're called to do. And if you're not sure what that is, start asking questions, start talking to other people, find out what what that deep kind of calling is and mm -hmm. how to make how to make a living off of it. I kind of what it. Josh said. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. And I love that idea of let's get advice from people who know us and yeah. we interact with. Because um, yeah. sometimes it's hard to pinpoint for ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. that Jahari window, right? Like you, you get to see see one aspect or maybe two aspects, but then those other people get to speak truth in life and, and, and find ways to help you grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. You have a really busy season. And um, so thanks for taking the time to join us today and just to join me and co-hosting this. I really appreciate yeah, it. This is great. I, I appreciate the, the partnership and look forward to more of these. Well, all the best um, with the career fair and with the fall. And thanks, Rachel, um, for what you do. Thanks, Daniel. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I love getting connected with our alumni, and I am so excited about this new season of getting to share our alumni with you um, through Facebook Live and through these alumni conversations. Well, may you continue to be graduates of Ingenuity who take the good news of the gospel of Jesus into every workplace in every nation. Until next time, take care and God bless.